I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to another edition of the Steelers Fix. My name is Andrew Wilbar, alongside the legendary Jeremy Betts. We are coming to you after another Steelers victory. Another Victory Tuesday, Jeremy. How are you feeling? Feeling good, man. I enjoyed the win. It was I, I wanted that one a little bit more than I have some of the other games. Uh, obviously, with Franco's passing and the the stakes there for the Steelers at home. It's cold. The people who showed up were uh, doing so uh, uncomfortably on a Christmas Eve. And, uh, you know, you never want to go into Christmas day with a sour taste in your mouth. So it was good. I I enjoyed the win. And uh, although we are uh, starting to fall down that draft board a little bit more now, I think it's worth it. And a green Bay win against uh, Miami on Sunday gives the Steelers some juice actually in, in the playoff race here. Uh, albeit not a lot. I mean, it's, it's more than what you thought you could get. And so uh, we will, we'll see how some other things play out. We're recording in the middle of the Monday night football game here. So we'll see how that plays out, but uh, go Colts. And, uh, but yeah, Andrew, I enjoyed the win. I had a good Christmas. How about you? It was really good. It was, it was a game that as much as I want a better draft pick at this point, it, it there was so much on the line emotionally for the players in that game, uh, not just specific players, but really for the entire city. You know, grieving the loss of Franco Harris, being the 50th anniversary of the game that really made his name what it became, and making really the Steelers what they ended up becoming. Uh, it was a game that you wanted to go out and win. It wasn't pretty, but 
the Steelers have not ever been known for winning pretty. They've been known for being the team that outlasts the end and finds ways to win. And that was exactly what the Steelers did coming away with a 13 to 10 victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. Jeremy, I want to talk about a couple superlatives uh, from this game. We don't want to spend too much time um, on the game, but it was good to see the Steelers find a way to piece things together to win. What was the biggest thing that you took away from the Steelers win against the Raiders? So I, first off, my, my statement kind of hinges on the belief that the Raiders are better than their record and have been playing much better football as a team. They've got explosive uh, people on that offense and the defense isn't great. You would have liked to see maybe the, the Steelers offense perform a little bit better, but you also have to understand it was cold. It was neg- negative uh, inclement weather conditions there affecting the game. So my takeaway is don't let this Steelers team in the playoffs because they could win a game. And the way it's setting up right now, it's looking like the Steelers might end up with uh, Kansas City again if they were to make the playoffs as the seven seed. And maybe they don't win that game, but I think the Steelers could be a tough out in uh, January playoff football if they were to get a shot. So I just take away that this defense is coming together. They're playing a lot better. The pass rush is starting to gel a little bit, especially when it matters. And uh, the balance on offense is is helping. And uh, like I said, the Steelers offense didn't cook really – you know, like you'd hope they would against a fairly poor Raiders defense. Um, but they did what needed to be done in the waning moments and got a victory. So it was good to see. I think the Steelers team uh, could be a factor if they get into the dance. See, just looking at the potential opponents, the Steelers could face, which is really at this point, it's either, but it would either be Buffalo, Kansas city or Cincinnati. I think of those teams, I would want to play Cincinnati of those three just because of the familiarity factor. I think that would give the Steelers the best chance to come away with a win uh, if the Steelers were to make it into the playoffs. Um, My biggest takeaway is that the defensive play calling was not bad overall. Uh, Still a lot more zone and uh, conservative coverage than what I would like to see. But the defensive one was good. The offensive play calling still was not. And I don't know if you heard George Pickens um, talking about after the game about I, I, it's possible. Some people are saying he was talking about Pickett was, you know, just leading them in the huddle and, you know, he was telling them the plays. But I don't totally understand that because isn't that yeah. what Pickett does all the time when they huddle up? He specifically <laughs> said something saying as if Pickett was the one, you know, calling the plays. So it leads one to believe, you know, was that last drive designed by Kenny Pickett, which if so, very impressive for a rookie quarterback. Yes. Uh, And also, if so, not good for an offensive coordinator who we all think should be on the hot seat. We never know with Mike Tomlin. Uh, Mm -hmm. But after a year where you've had Mitch Trubisky, Deontay Johnson, and several other offensive skill pieces come out and say earlier in the year when the offense was struggling, you know, call plays to get us there over the middle of the field. You know, yeah. the play calling has got to be better. You know, when you continue to hear this, that should be concerning for Steelers fans as it pertains to Matt Campbell. But as for Terrell Austin, the effort was fantastic by those defenders. Yeah. And a lot of people are talking about how bad the Steelers numbers are or what, you know, as an overall defense compared to what was under Keith Butler. When you look under Keith Butler, it really is not that much different. We're sixth best in rushing defense in terms of yards allowed. 
where 13th overall, or excuse me, that um, one, yeah, 13th overall in scoring D, I believe, despite the injuries, yeah. um, giving uh, about 21 points a game. That number really isn't that far off of a lot of the years Keith Butler was coordinator, better than what it was under Keith Butler and just a year ago. So I, I think it's a little bit overblown as to how bad this team is. I think the Steelers could easily be top 10th in scoring D if it weren't for TJ Watts injuries. Um, do you agree, disagree with any of that, Jeremy? No, I definitely agree. I think, I think the outlook for this team right now is so different if TJ Watt had played all year. Um, and I think that's really the, the only reason that they don't have a winning record at this point. I think if you, if you had TJ healthy all year, he's obviously number one, more effective than he has been these last few weeks since his injury, uh, since coming back from that, he's been so banged up. He's been uh, less than hundred percent. You can tell, but he's rounding into form and that's such a big deal for the Steelers. And you're starting to see them play better. Um, it's big for Alex Highsmith. Um, so yeah, these, I agree to the people calling for Terrell Austin's, uh, removal just, uh, are, aren't watching games <laughs> uh, is what I'd say. And the defense uh, is playing so much better with that group gelling and with a, a secondary that th- they're not great, um, but they, they can provide some splash every now and then we're seeing that. So that is definitely something to keep in mind um, as you, as you evaluate what this defense is doing, they haven't been healthy. And now that they are, things are are starting to improve. Definitely. And as we look forward, you know, from this game, Steelers have two games left. Of course, Baltimore is going to be on Sunday night football. Um, Never an easy game. It's always very close. You never see a big blowout uh, in a game like this. Uh, Before we move on to the topic of today's show, Jeremy, which is uh, the free agency outlook in 2023 for the defense, uh, what do you – want to see this upcoming week regardless of a win or loss what is something that you're going to be looking for from the Steelers team against the Ravens I'd I'd like to see the I'd like to see the offense be um be better in the red area really uh not even in the red area but once they get to the 40 yard line uh on the opponent's side of the field uh, they might be the best team in the league at getting to the 40 yard line of the opponent. <laughs> but after that, it's, it's rough. And so, especially with Kenny Pickett out there, I don't know what the difference is necessarily, but you did see that with Trubisky, but it was because of the interceptions against the Ravens. I don't think you're going to have that issue with Kenny uh, this week um, throwing interceptions, but you still, you got to put, you got to put it together and, and, and get down and finish drive. So, I think my biggest issue with the team this year has been finishing drives on offense. And if they could do that a little bit more consistently, they would be a far better team uh, overall. Absolutely. Consistency is the key to all championship winning teams. That's sign. Obviously the Steelers are not chasing at this point, um, but definitely something to keep an eye on as the Steelers try to end on a positive note, regardless of whether they make the playoffs or not to their 2022 season. Well, Jeremy, it's time to transition to our the topic of today's show, which is a free agency look ahead. We talked about the offensive side of the ball last week, and yeah. neither you or I were super impressed with the overall free agent pool on the offensive side of the ball. On defense, it's I mean, I've seen better, but there are some intriguing names really at each position that you look at. 
yeah, some impact players. Um, you know, you might not be looking at um, plug and play number ones at any given position necessarily. I think maybe cornerback, there's a couple guys that you might um, give that title to. Uh, safety, the strong or the free safety class is pretty good here. I was noticing that. Um, but yeah, overall, you've got a solid group of guys come in, provide depth, and maybe some rotational uh, number two type um, uh, stability uh, in the position groups. But yeah, it's it's kind of a down year for free agency overall. Um, and so you got to kind of ride through that uh, if you're the Steelers and, and try to find value. When we're looking at the Steelers team needs there when you're looking at, I mean, we were just talking about Terrell Austin's defense overall, the numbers are not as bad as what people seem to think, but the issue is are in the secondary Steelers are, I believe like 28th against the pass. It's, it's rough, but again, that comes down to the fact that the Steelers need help at cornerback really badly. I think you and I both agree that corner is definitely the Steelers top need, after that, you could go a lot of different places. We both split off boundary corner and slot corner because we both think that they are yeah. needs. The Steelers need to bring in more than one corner this offseason. And then when you're looking at the defensive line, a lot of people talk about Cameron Hayward aging and you know Larry Ogunjobi, does he come back or not? I feel as if Ogunjobi comes back, that's not necessarily a spot you have to look at immediately because of DeMarvin Leal, but nose tackle. Yeah. Tyson Alalu, I can't help but think he's going to hang it up. He just doesn't have any juice left in the tank. Montrevious Adams is really – he's not a bad backup, but he is not uh, suited to be a starter for any period of time. So I've got to think that defense tackles got behind that Steelers list of priorities and maybe going back to the old-fashioned uh, Casey Hampton-style nose tackle that the Steelers seem to have a lot of success with. Yeah, you need a zero-tech, um, like a true zero-tech in there that um... – just slots in as a big 320 pound mauler in the middle. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of guys that kind of fit that bill in free agency, um, this year. But I think if you really want to, to punch the ticket there, it, you, you're probably looking at the draft, uh, maybe not first round, second round, but maybe a day two, uh, late day two, early day three type guy that you can, uh, kind of develop in that, uh, somebody you can bring in for their athleticism and hope, hopefully coach them up in how to play the game uh, and then, you know, supplement that with a Montrevious Adams or um, a guy that you bring in in free agency um, that can help a rookie along. Well, after that, we talked about corner and defensive line inside linebacker and edge, which one would you rate higher? The Steelers have depth concerns at both positions. Obviously yeah. Devin Bush is a pending free agent that will likely determine how high of a, need inside linebacker is because if not the Steelers have a starter position to address uh how do you rate this what do you think is the bigger concern for the Steelers the depth at edge or the potential need at linebacker on the inside for the Steelers I think you always have to go with we need to have our starters in place and then figure out depth um so I'm going to go inside linebacker if Devin Bush is really is let go um you know somebody else signs him you got Miles Jack, maybe, right? I think, is he under contract for next year? I forget. Yes. Okay, so he's under contract. So you've got him in the building, and that's good. That's great. But you would need a running mate for him. I actually like the inside linebackers in free agency this year. Yeah. Um, And, you know, even uh, we'll talk about him later, but uh, another brother potentially to bring on to this uh, roster. Maybe they – 
they have to keep they'd have to keep the first one to get to make that work so uh that's definitely something to consider but um you know inside linebacker to me you need playmakers there the Steelers defense is never right unless they have two really good inside linebackers and I think you know we've we've seen that play out uh ever since um Vince Williams and and uh Lawrence Ryan Simmons were roaming the, the field and yep. and Farrier and uh, you know, those guys, when you, when you take away one or two of those guys, um, you know, when you lose a guy like Ryan Shazier and you got to start over the Steelers defense, wasn't right in those years. And uh, you know, Devin Bush before his injury, um, it was starting to look like the Steelers might be back in that regard. Um, but then things kind of fell off a little bit after that. So yeah, the Steelers need, need that inside linebacker position to be solid. Uh, they need playmakers there. I, I'd say that's the bigger priority if you're going to lose a guy like Devin Bush. Yeah, I think if you lose Devin Bush, it's – I would even say, based upon the Steelers' ability to find free agency at edge as well, I think that maybe inside linebacker should be considered a higher priority. Whether it's a bigger need or not, I think that it should be prioritized higher – uh, just because, like you said, there's there's a lot of free agent names at the top. There's not a ton of depth at the position, but there's a lot of good names at the top of quality yeah. free agents and inside linebacker. And in the draft, it's very slim pickings this year yeah. at inside linebacker. Not a whole lot of names at the top. We could, I don't think this will happen, but there's a legitimate possibility we see no inside linebackers in round one. I think we will see one or two. You have Drew Sanders from Arkansas and Trenton Simpson from Clemson, maybe even Noah Sewell. Uh, I'm not as high yeah. on him as others, but you do have some names, but not a guy that is a surefire top 15, top 10 selection at this point in the draft process, which for a team like the Steelers, that could be in need of it. Maybe you address it in free agency, like you were saying. Yeah, you go with a, a not. I mean, there's nobody really elite, but you've got some upper tier talents uh, hanging out there. That could be options for sure. And I think you do have to address it in the draft at some point. Um, the linebacker position is changing a little bit, and the Steelers need to get get with that to a point. Um, you know, Miles Jack is a is a good football player. Robert Blaine's pretty good football player in in the right role as well. But those two guys, if, if you go into into uh, twenty, if you go into twenty twenty three with those two guys as your starters, you're in trouble. Uh, if you're the Steelers, I think, and Spillane's even a free agent, so mm -hmm. that might not even be a guy they bring back. So yeah, depth could be an issue. Um, but start starting out starting at linebacker, that's that's going to be an issue as well. Something you got to address uh, very quickly. Get a guy that you think can mesh with your system in there. Uh, that has some athleticism and uh, some all-round potential. And uh, I think you're in better shape than if you just try to settle. Yeah. Well, neither of us are really a big Spillane fans. I will say one of the unsung heroes of Saturday's game, Robert Absolutely. Spillane had a solid game. That was good for yeah. him. Maybe even if he doesn't isn't in the long-term picture for the Steelers, maybe getting some good tape out there for other teams. Um, if he is not brought back, maybe to be able to audition – elsewhere but Steelers fans but we are about to get ready for our break but before we do do not forget to check out the Steelers cutting room floor podcast with Jeffrey Benedict be sure to go and check him out as well as the Scobro show they are our other two shows that are on the lineup for Tuesday our favorite day of podcasts at BTSC but every day is a good day of podcasts at BTSC there's something for each and every one of you regardless of whether you're a off-season lover like Jeremy and I maybe you like you know 
film rooms, obviously Jeffrey is your guy. Yeah. Um, there's something for everybody. If you like humor, you got Kyle, Brian, so many different personalities on this BTSC podcast family. We hope that you enjoy all of these podcasts. Be sure to go like us, rate us, subscribe us to us on all your podcast platforms. But after the break, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to go anywhere because we're going to be in the upcoming free agent class on the defensive side of the ball. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the second half of the Steelers Fix. Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts back with you talking free agency. Jeremy, the goosebumps are getting started. I've got Mock Draft 1.0 that's coming out this week. I am super excited, so be sure to go and check that out. That's going to be coming out very, very soon. Um, And Jeremy, I know you've got some uh, different content you have coming on the website. You want to tell listeners uh, what you have coming up in the next week or two? Yeah, so... um... I just submitted an article that's going to talk about uh, some uh, potential Pro Bowl candidates, first-time Pro Bowl candidates for the Steelers for 2023. Some guys that are on the rise that I think could make the starting Pro Bowl roster um, in 2023. So that's going to come out here soon. And then uh, I'll have another power rankings um, for this week as well. And then we'll talk probably um, some – free agency stuff i'm I'm gonna kind of do something that correlates with the last couple podcasts we've been doing maybe highlight a guy on offense uh and defense at uh two or three positions of need that stand out to me as guys who fit this team the best and uh would would uh be probably uh, guys that that omar khan can bring in without breaking the bank so uh, that's going to be the goal with that and that'll probably come out towards the end of this week so excited for those things. And, uh, you know, it's it's a busy time of year as we get into the offseason prep for you and me, for sure. And some other people we're working on the big board here soon. So yeah. uh, that's going to be, one. yeah, it's going to be we're coming be your way quick. Week. Absolutely. So, so looking uh, very forward to the big board. I'll have it probably the end of January, beginning of February, starting the three free agents at each position series um but that's still quite a ways in the distance um 
there's never a break in the off season. There really isn't until you get past the draft and then you have the schedule release and there's always something. Yeah. And you have maybe one month where you have nothing going on. In my opinion, that's when they should move like the XFL and USFL and have the playing in that period of time. You know, when you really have no football going on at all, don't put it in the spring when you have so many other things going on, who wants to pay attention to it? Right. Yeah, but, absolutely. Well, moving on to actual positions and players in the free agency pool, Jeremy, you and I have both compiled, you know, two or three guys at each position that first glance, these things could change. Obviously, there's going to be some cap casualties. I was reading an article today talking about Taylor Lewan, the offensive tackle for the mm. Titans, being a potential cap casualty. Maybe a guy the Steelers consider an offensive tackle, bring him in um, to protect Kenny Pickett's blind side. We'll see if that uh, pans out or not. But, Jeremy, let's start on the, along the defensive line. Let's start right in the middle, nose tackle. You have a guy on this list that Steelers fans are familiar with, He'd be pretty expensive, but man, yeah. it would be nice to get him back. Yeah, uh, Javon Hargrave. I just had to put him on here because he's like my free agency dream uh, scenario. If he were to return to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. I think they left on good terms. I don't think it's out of the question. He would be expensive, um, and the Eagles are probably going to prioritize him. I was looking at it, Andrew, and I believe all four starters along their defensive line are free agents this year. Brandon Graham, uh, Javon Hargrave, uh, Fletcher Cox, and there was one other that I maybe. Sweat? I'm sorry. Sweat. Um, let me take a look. I, I'm. I believe I still have it up here. It's uh. I'm trying to load it up on my phone. Let's see. Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn uh, oh, yeah. is going to be a free agent and they'll probably sign him. They traded for him. Uh, but you know, they've got four guys there on the defensive line uh, in their four, three style that they, that they will be uh, trying to bring back on new contracts and other teams will be trying to steal away. Um, so, you know, they're going to have to let one of these guys, two of these guys go maybe. And if that happens, maybe the Steelers can swoop in for a Javon Hargrave. That would be a dream scenario for the yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with teams that have so many players backstar we're having a little bit of audio issues so for a second there jeremy's audio was going like really quickly through it was like stalled so i apologize about that our timing the timing of it is a little bit off so if you hear something just a little bit off or i'm just like p- coming in it's probably just because of the connection um but for uh it's going to be interesting to see what teams like that do when you have multiple players at one position, you know, what did the Steelers do at a, you know, even a position like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think maybe not linebacker this year, but you look at maybe even corner, you got a couple pieces. What do you do with a guy like an Cameron Sutton, you bring back an Arthur Millette, just a little pieces here and there, you know, the Steelers are going to bring them back. It's not quite the level of Philly with all their starters, but still interesting to see what happens there for nose tackle for me. I like a guy by the name of Derek Nottie. He's uh, kind of been just a rotational pass rusher from the interior for the Chiefs. Uh, hasn't gotten a ton of playing time, but he's been a solid contributor to that defense. He's a very good run defender. I think he'd be a little bit better than Montrevious Adams than what Montrevious Adams brings overall. He wouldn't break the bank, but the Sears are looking for some value. There could be some value there. Um, I also like Tristan Hill. Um, he's slimmed down a little bit since his time at UCF. 
uh, just is not lived up to the hype. Of, and even I was really high on him coming out, and he just has not lived up to it. Maybe the Steelers and Carl Dunbar can revitalize uh, his career. I don't know about you, Jeremy. I think that this is a position the Steelers should wait to address until the draft with those two second-round picks. If Siaki Ika is there in that second round, he'd be tough to pass on. And if he isn't there, maybe you go with for a Mozzie Smith in the third, a PJ Mustafer on day three, somebody like that. This looks like a prime position that could be addressed in the draft. Yeah. And who's that Florida kid? Um, Javon Dexter. Uh, I'm thinking somebody else, uh, Garvin or something like that. Jonathan Garvin. No, I'm not sure. I'd have to look him back up, but um, he was catching my eye too. Um, uh, at the defensive on the along the defensive line, let me let me see if I can pull him up. Um, but Andrew, go ahead and talk about the next. The yeah, next so it on it, defensive and kind of edge. Well, let, we haven't we haven't gotten into the three four ends, kind of the five technique guys. Again, I don't see this as an immediate need, but if Rasheem Green is a guy, if the Steelers need some depth, I think the Steelers are high enough on Isaiah Loudermilk and some of the other pieces they have behind. Uh, Hayward and Ogunjobi. If they bring Ogunjobi back, I don't think this is a position that's going to be addressed in free agency. But Rasheem Green is a guy. Uh, he's flashed some upside at times. Of course, um, he, his rookie contract is expiring. He had some good time at LS, uh, LSU, USC, excuse me. Um, and then Jerron Reed, a veteran that's been around at the Steelers, want to bring in another guy with some experience and some versatility as well. Jerron Reed and then Mo Hurst. I love putting in my Michigan guys at the end, but this guy, yeah. if it weren't for the heart issues that he had coming out and the health concerns, he would have gone a lot higher in the draft. And really those first couple of years that he was with John Gruden uh, with the Raiders at that time, the Oakland Raiders, he was a very solid contributor. Then, you know, just kind of got lost in the shuffle. I wouldn't mind seeing him back as kind of a depth guy. Steelers could be losing Chris Wormley. I think Mo Hurst. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to replace a Michigan guy, replace him with another Michigan guy who I think has an overall game that's better than Wormley's, um, at least against the run. Uh, but, Jeremy, who do you have here? Yeah, so um, just real quick, it was uh, Javon Dexter. I think you mentioned him. Okay, Florida. Gotcha. Yeah, um, uh, I really like him in, in his tape. He plays with a solid base, and he plays – uh, kind of inside to outside on that defensive line, but mostly right there in the middle. Big dude as well. He's uh six six three thirteen. He's a real, real big body in the middle there. So uh, somebody that the Steelers could could potentially get with that first second round pick, um, if he if he were to fall outside of the first round, and he may not. Um, but you never know. But yeah, back to the free agency here. Um, I've got a couple guys. Um at the DN spot in the three, four, uh, you've got Solomon Thomas, um, maybe some more names, you know, some first round picks that, that are getting a little older or maybe haven't lived up to the hype. Uh, Cleveland Farrell who played pretty well against Pittsburgh for yep. Las Vegas when he came in uh, for um, the injury to Chandler um, Jones. Yeah. To Chandler Jones. So uh, he's got some inside outside versatility as well. Um, and then JJ Watt, the the guy the Steelers were hoping for a couple of years ago, uh, he's back on the market again this year. So just some names to consider. And Watt maybe, you know, at that point in his career where he's like, eh, I'd love to play with my brother, and you know maybe take a discount. And he's he's a guy that still has a motor. He's playing well for the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are in shambles. I don't know if he's going to want to stick around there in Arizona. How much do you think a JJ Watt signing would cost? Do you think is the namesake at this point adds? money to the deal like if the Steelers are going to bring in back Derek Watt and you want to bring in JJ Watt to make you know the three brothers together yeah 
I just I just don't I always struggle with those players that are kind of past their primes. And JJ Watt, nine and a half sacks going into last night. I mean, yeah, he's having a good year. I can't help but think some team is probably going to overpay for him. Probably. I just wonder if the Steelers wouldn't have to pay for the name since they've got the name there already. You know, I, I wonder if that would be uh, a discount for them. Um, obviously, it's it's kind of like a pipe dream. Uh, that kind of stuff doesn't typically happen. Uh, but if it were, uh, like you said, he's got a lot of gas left in the tank from what I've seen. And Im- imagine him not on a Cardinals team with barely any any defensive uh, – uh, pa- barely any pass rush talent on the roster anymore with Chandler Jones gone. I mean, with with TJ Watt and uh, Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith playing beside him, uh, he'd be a total game wrecker uh, for the team. And he's such a good run defender as well. That's yeah. such an underrated part of his game. Um, if the Steelers didn't buy anybody else this offseason, but they got JJ Watt, I'd I'd sit here smiling. That's I'd feel good about it. <laughs> Yeah, I see it. Let's move to Edge because there are some intriguing names I know you have down here. One is a yeah. guy that I I would have put on my list if it wasn't on yours as well, Lorenzo Carter, um, yeah. a guy from Atlanta who's uh, pending to be a free agent. Could be a good fit in the Steelers 3-4 system. You have another guy on there as well. Yeah, uh, Lorenzo Carter strikes me as a guy who could benefit greatly from the Steelers' environment and the the help there. I think he could. he's a speed rusher all day long. And I think he would fit well with the Steelers for sure. Anthony Barr was a guy that got floated around the last free agency cycle that he was in because he's kind of that stand-up outside linebacker, um, not really big enough to play in a four-three technique. Um, but he's, you know, he's he's not super flashy really, but he's solid. I think he's better than like a Malik Reed was uh, would be coming in. Um, but you got to think he's a little bit older now as well. I think he's probably 32 at this point, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, just I'm looking at some speed guys, some some uh, athletic edge guys to potentially come in and, and, and fill in some time for TJ or Alex when they are needing a break. When you look at Malik Reed, I remember quickly he was born. So I'm looking on Wikipedia. He's not as... I think he is still only – he was undrafted in 2019, so he is 27, I think. No, because 96 August, so that would be 26. He's still on the younger end. It's just like he's been – like it seems like he's been around for a while just because he's been so consistently involved in that pass rush. It would be interesting to see if you know that age has something to do with – whether the Sears maybe bring him back because he is still so young. Um, but a yeah. lot of that probably can be determined on price, uh, you know, in that right. free agent pool. But I like a guy that's from Pittsburgh. It makes no sense to me why the Steelers haven't looked at him any sooner. And that's Chase Winovich. He's a free agent yeah. again. The Steelers have a chance to bring him in. I can't help but think maybe it's just the hair, you know, the Kevin Green hair. <laughs> and, you right. know, that. but the, the way that Chase Winovich plays the game of football is exactly like the Pittsburgh Steelers pass rushers. He's a throwback, exactly. isn't he? Yeah. What? He's a total throwback. He's he a total really throwback. Is. I mean, very athletic throwback, but still yeah. a throwback style. You know, he's not going to be a great run defender, but if you need someone, you know, if you want to keep TJ Watt healthy, 
when you have an Alex Highsmith, maybe you bring him in to spell him on an occasional third down. I know you don't like doing that with a guy like TJ Watt, but if that helps keep him healthy for a full season, it may be worth it. I mean, this this would be this is the hometown guy. To me, this makes all the sense in the world. Bringing back Winovich be a perfect fit for the Steelers. What would you think of Chase Winovich? I'd like it. Hometown guy, like you're saying, um, and some untapped potential there as well. And uh, I mean, obviously, you you have a you know a, a closer relationship with the player uh, from his college days. Uh, but you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, so, but yeah, I think you're right. I think, um, man, he would look good in those, uh, Steelers throwback unis that we saw the block numbers, uh, uh, against the Raiders. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if that's even all you're going for, I think it's worth it. Oh yeah. I mean, the fans would love a guy like that. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a lot of people that were wanting Gardner Minshew over the off season. You know, I wasn't necessarily a fan of that overall, sure. but People would, you know, people would have just come across, you know, you know, just his Minshew mania, you know, people yeah. would have just, it would have gotten people into the seats. You know, I, I still, you know, I, I've never been the biggest fan of Minshew, but, you know, pe- people cling to stuff like that. You know, yeah. whether, you know, I don't always, you know, but a guy like Winovich, it just makes so much sense, but I Away from my Michigan guys, let me mention an Ohio State guy, inside linebacker, since we're moving there anyways. Sure. I'll let you talk about Tremaine Edmonds, because I agree. It, as much as I love Devin Bush, and I think the Steelers would be fine just bringing him back, <laughs> adding Tremaine Edmonds to the mix would make this defense really, really. Man, to have to have I mean, that size. McMillan... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry go ahead. Well, you you broke up there for a second, so I okay. I was cutting in on you. Gotcha, gotcha. I was just I was just saying, you know, a guy with Edmund's size and speed and athleticism is very rare. Uh, I know the Steelers were high on him in that draft class as well. Um, didn't he didn't fall to them? But, uh, you know that's that's a guy I think that they would love to bring in at inside linebacker, and they're familiar with the name, they're familiar with the, with the work ethic. Um, especially if you bring back Terrell Edmonds on the back end, I think they can do that fairly cheap again this year. Um, bringing in Tremaine Edmonds, uh, would, would be awesome. Uh, I think he, he would be a star in this defense. If you, you know, maybe because again, since I didn't know I was even cutting out, maybe sure. you can, uh, did you say anything about Raekwon McMillan at all? Cause he I didn't, would... we, we didn't even get that from you really so okay go ahead and talk about him yeah so i wanted to mention an ohio state guy because of yeah. jeremy raekwon mcmillan six foot two 242 pounds he could bring yeah. the size the steelers need at the position because i feel like size is something that has hindered the steelers linebacking core overall the top three guys are all undersized for the most part getting someone who's six two with a little bit extra length that would be key if you're looking for a guy maybe replace robert splain a richer man's Robert Spillane. I think yeah. Raekwon McMillan could come in and be good. Hasn't always been healthy. He even struggled with injuries in college some, but I remember back as playing days at Ohio state when he was at his best, he was a, he was a playmaker. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I've enjoyed watching him play and uh, I believe it's Tennessee right now, right? That he plays for, or is it uh wasn't it new England or Miami? He was with Miami for a while and then went to new England. I want to say, okay, I'm going to look that probably, up. You can go ahead with your no, players. You're... You're probably correct, um, but yeah, you know a guy. Yeah, check check that out for me, because um, yeah, maybe I'm thinking Patriots. of somebody else. Patriots, okay, yeah. Yep. So, um, 
played in some good systems, right? And he stood out because of that, I think. Um, but you've got a guy, obviously, when you're looking at prototypical linebacker, uh, it's written all over it for him. And the Steelers know how to use those guys. Um, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, those coaches aren't – Keith Butler's not there anymore, you know, who really was a linebacker genius. But I think if you retain a guy like um, like uh, Flores uh, or even just, you know, that type of, of mentality that he brings, the, the coaching that he brings, um, you've got a linebacker room that is going to be well coached. He would fit really well with that for sure. Some other guys I, I like are uh, – um, Anthony Walker Jr., Cleveland Brown. Uh, he's been hurt this year a little bit. But, man, he he plays with a tenacity. He plays better than his uh, athleticism probably. And uh, he's played well for Cleveland. The Steelers haven't been averse to going to uh, going to guys that have played in the AFC North and bringing them on their roster. Joe Hayden, uh, Larry Ogunjobi, um, you know, guys like that that have some uh, stuff left in the tank and, and turning them into – really good players or, or continuing to see their success on the field. Uh, I think Anthony Walker jr. He's a little bit smaller as well. Uh, he's, but he's got a, he's got a lot of tenacity. He plays AFC North style uh, linebacker. So I think he, he could be a, a guy the Steelers look to as well. Well, with just the secondary left the corner, let's save corner for last, just because that is the position that we know the Steelers need to either address in free agency, the draft or both. But it's safety. Yep. If the Steelers bring back Terrell Edmonds, there's not necessarily a need for a starter, but the Steelers could always look to add some depth. We'll see what happens with DeMonte KZ. But uh, who do you have at safety? Uh, you have a couple guys. You have one guy who's well-experienced, even experienced yeah. in you know some old Patriot-Steelers games that I can remember. Um, and then uh, another younger guy that you are pretty yeah. high on. Yeah, um, so Eric Rowe is the vet, right? He's the guy who's been there, done that. This would be if the Steelers can't bring back Terrell Edmonds, you're looking for a starter um, and you don't want to spend a draft pick on it because you have so many other needs at more high-profile positions. Eric Rowe would be a, a neat fit, I think, for the Steelers. Um, but the guy that you know I've got my eye on for, for real is Jonathan Abram. You could get him cheap, really cheap probably, um, on a Terrell Edmonds-like contract because of some of the issues he's had. Um, first health wise. And then he's also had some questionable character concerns as well. Um, you know, and the Steelers, not necessarily the reclamation project type team typically, but Abram plays with such physicality when he's on the field. Um, he's a, he can play down in the box really well. Uh, I just think it's one of those guys. Maybe you try giving a second chance just to see if, a, if a new place, new faces, you know, can, can bring out something new in him. Uh, he was a guy I really liked uh, coming out of college um, was a first round pick of the Raiders. And uh, you know, he's got, he's got that um, he's got that profile, that uh, pedigree. And I think a guy, the Steelers could, could take a look at for sure. And and would be something they could swing at and, and not really be hurting too bad. If, uh, if it doesn't work out. Yeah, definitely. I, when I'm looking at safety, I'm looking at a guy that could be kind of that do it all guy. If DeMonte KZ doesn't come back and I look at Jabril Peppers who to add depth behind Terrell Edmonds at a very cheap price. And honestly, 
if he is fully healthy, he's capable of being an explosive kick returner, punt returner as well. You know, a spot where the Steelers may not mind, you know, adding another new face into the fold, considering Steelers still have not gotten a whole lot going. We'll talk about Danny Smith some other time. Uh, but still, Steelers have for years never really had a great kicker punt returner outside of Antonio Brown. It would be nice to get that. Maybe the Steelers could with Jabril Peppers as well as kind of be that do-it-all, jack-of-all-trades type guy. Um, and then Juan Thornhill is another guy, younger guy. Um, his contract is expiring. Not quite as good as what I was hoping coming out. I had a higher grade on him uh, coming out of Virginia, but uh, still a guy who has a lot of athleticism, would fit really well in Terrell Austin's secondary, I think, um, as a depth guy. But, Jeremy, it's time to move to cornerback. Before we get on out of here, we don't have a bunch of time, but I do want to mention this – you have three names coming down. I want you to talk about these guys and why they could fit with this team, because this is something the Steelers, they can't just, just say, oh, we're going to go into next year with a killer Witherspoon, Levi Wallace and Arthur Mollette, and maybe we'll bring back Cameron Sutton. The Steelers can't do that, right? Yeah. No, they cannot do that. Um, you know, it, if I'm going to keep any one of the Levi Wallace a Kella Witherspoon, Cam Sutton trio. Uh, I'm keeping Cam Sutton. I think he's the best player of those three. And Wallace, his con- Wallace's contract isn't up, but he could be. Yeah. I mean, his, his contract's very cheap, so if the Steelers wanted to move on from him, they easily could. <clears throat> yeah, and they'll probably keep him around. Um, you've got William Jackson the third, obviously, who probably getting a fresh start with Pittsburgh. I think they'll probably keep him around because they spent draft capital on him to bring him in. Now, it wasn't much. Right, that's like a 2025 seventh. Is that what it was? So it was a conditional seventh of some sort. They're swapping sevenths, and yeah, yeah. So they didn't really even lose any draft capital. They just swapped, you know, a couple uh, slots. So you know, you're you're talking about they've got some guys to bring back to work in into the rotation. See what you can do. But yeah, I think you gotta you gotta do something with some outside help there. And I think that in the draft, it's going to be a priority for the Steelers. Um, We've seen that they are not averse to going after cornerbacks in the first round when that's a need. They got the wrong guy last time they did that in Artie Burns, who's actually a free agent this year, ironically. Um, So (laughs) they could, he's played better since leaving Pittsburgh, honestly, uh, than he did here. Um, But I just don't know. Eh, eh. I, I don't know. Steelers Nation might have a, a hissy fit if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I like Mike Hughes. Um, bounced around a couple places now. <clears throat> Excuse me. But a long cornerback, a guy who played mostly outside, I believe, um, in the systems that he's played in. Um, but at one point, he was, uh, for the Vikings, he was a, a guy that, you thought was on the rise to be a top level cornerback. And uh, he's been hit or miss since then. But uh, Mike Hughes, a guy that could be, you know, maybe he's just another one of these uh, solid cornerback two type players, um, you know, but he, he's got some potential there. Uh, Bryce Callahan is, is another guy. I think he's got more slot versatility there. He can play inside a little bit better. Um, but then, the, the One of the bigger names um, that I think could fit the Steelers, what they want to try to do on the outside is Marcus Peters, who's a, a bump-and-run specialist, 
uh, man coverage specialist on the outside. And, uh, you know, he's got, he's got some, um, some ability to uh, move to, to work the zone obviously as well, like the Steelers like to do, but I think he'd be a good man coverage presence. He could be like, not quite to this level, but the Stefan Gilmore that they missed out on in 2022. Right. So uh, maybe that type of player, Marcus Peters was a guy I was really high on coming out of college uh, when he got drafted by uh, Kansas city. So, um, you know, that's something to, to keep in mind for, for Marcus Peters. Yeah. When I'm looking at some of the free agents, I'm actually looking up spot track right now, again, just to double check because there's one guy I want to mention, but, some kind of tier two guys, Amani Oruari, a guy who's been really good with the Lions. Yes. I think more than likely the Lions will end up bringing him back. But if he becomes available, could be a guy to, if the Steelers can find their lockdown guy in the draft, maybe he can be that CB2. He would probably have to start off the years in the CB1. You'd have the rookie um, manning the opposite side. But I think he's a guy who has shown a lot of progression. A local guy from Penn State uh, would make sense for what the Steelers Looking for a guy who can play man and zone uh, would make sense schematically. Uh, I also like Jamel Dean, excellent speed um, guy who's really developed there, really better than what a lot of people thought. Is kind of reminds me some ways of what the Seahawks had with Tariq Woolen this past year. A lot of people thought, oh, he's just a speed guy. He's not going to ever do anything legitimate as a corner. And then Tariq Woolen's like a pro bowler his rookie season. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's, you know, He's one of those guys that has really developed over time. Um, I David Long is a guy. I don't think he fits inside the system, uh, but a guy who can play the slot, very good, a lot of man coverage, not the greatest in zone, but a guy overall, if the Steelers wanted to break the bank on a guy who's going to play zone and the Steelers aren't going to switch from zone, I would say Emmanuel Mosley would be the guy to consider. He's coming off an ACL yes. injury, but uh, spot track protection to make quite a bit of money. I don't think he's going to now because of the injury, um, but a guy who is – Another undrafted. There's a lot of undrafted guys at corner that have really panned out and become some of the elite corners in the NFL. Um, But I would say out of the guys, I would say either Jamel Dean or Armani or Warrior, hope that they're the number two. And if the Steelers can't, maybe you find the way to bring in Taylor Lewan for a two-year deal, whatever. Maybe until you can find that next left tackle, bring in a number two corner. Again, I don't know where the Steelers are going to necessarily find the money for this. Again, only $14 million as of right now in cap space. Yeah. I think you have Will Jackson. There's a nice depth corner as well as Levi Wallace. It's really you're just looking for that guy who could be a number one. I think Aurora could be that guy for a year, but you yeah. still bring in, I think, a rookie with the hopes that he becomes a lockdown corner. Yeah, I agree. I think you got to bring in at least two guys this offseason, a vet and a rookie. And I, I think that the rookie needs to be a first or second round pick. It needs to be one of those first two picks for sure. Um, you know, set, right now the Steelers projected the second overall pick in the second round, that Chicago Bears pick. That's basically a back-end first round pick, right? I mean, you're, you're looking at, especially in a draft yeah. like this, that's a little deeper at cornerback and a little deeper at uh, the, uh, where are we talking, the offensive tackle position, you know, or yeah, offensive tackle. Yeah, offense, offensive tackle. Um, if those are your first two picks, you probably got two guys that are first round caliber. Um, you know that you that you get with those first two picks. So, um, yeah, definitely right. bring in bring in a vet. I mean, you've got some of these guys too: Bradley Roby, James Bradbury, Jonathan Jones. Those guys are probably way overpriced for what the Steelers want to do. Um, I got another guy I should have wrote down was Anthony Brown in Dallas, who's coming off a really good season, and but had 
as an injury to close out the year here as well. He could come a little bit cheaper with those injury concerns. Well, Steelers fans, that was fun. Sadly, that's bringing this show to a wrap, but we're looking forward to come back at you next week with more fun stuff to talk about. Maybe talking about a potential Steelers playoff berth. Who knows? We'll be talking about that and so much more next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Steelers Fix. We will see you next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.